0: talk about me all and let's talk about Hi guys, this is Dillis.
1: Hello everybody, this is Jacob Minai.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk podcast. And today, we're going to be going into chapter 6 of my book, Fighting the Good Fight. Before we do that, Jacob is going to lead us in a word of prayer. Let us
1: pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful and enkindle in, in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. O Lord, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, that by the same Spirit, who may be truly wise and never rejoice in his consolation, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: Amen. So as usual, we're going to start by reading the chapter. I will do the reading, and right after this, Jacob and I will spend some time talking about what we think you, as a couple doing this couple devotional, should focus on and talk about doing your private time with your spouse. So we'll start with the reading. Chapter five: The Proning process. Scripture passage: "I am the real vine, and my father is the gardener. He breaks off every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and he prunes every branch that does bear fruit, so that it will be clean and bear more fruits. John 15 verse 1 to 2. The Holy Spirit, when invited into our hearts, not only helps us grow in producing the fruits of the Spirit, but also allows God to prune away the undesirable fruits that hinder our spiritual growth. These undesirable fruits are the manifestation of the flesh, rooted in vices such as pride, greed, lust, jealousy, gluttony, anger, and sloth. Throughout our lives, from childhood to adulthood, these vices have influenced our thoughts, actions, and desires in john 15 verse 1 to 8 jesus likens himself to a vine and we are the branches god the father takes on the role as the gardener as long as we remain connected to jesus and allow the holy spirit to guide us we bear fruit however as we bear fruits it is inevitable that some of them may become infected due to our fears and desires. These infected fruits must be pruned by the gardener so that we can bear even more fruits and healthy ones. Have you ever observed a gardener pruning a plant? It is a meticulous process that involves cutting off dead leaves, overgrown branches, and wayward fruits. It requires attention to detail and care. Similarly, when God prunes us, it often involves moments of hardship and challenges. Losing a job, experiencing personal loss, or facing illness and some examples of the pruning process. It is essential to remember that God does not cause these hardships. They are the work of the enemy who seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. However, God, who desires abundant life for us, uses these situations to prune and refine us for our own good. The pruning process has its beauty and purpose. It improves the health of the plant, prevents diseases, and encourages the growth of more beautiful flowers and fruits. Likewise, when God is done pruning us, we become spiritually healthier and less prone to returning to our old ways of sin. We become ready to bear the fruits of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, which are crucial for a thriving marriage. However, this transformation can only occur if we allow God to work within us during times of hardship. We must open our eyes of faith to see how God is shaping us and working for our good in the midst of our trials. You might wonder, what is there in me to prune? I believe in God and I strive to do the right thing. The truth is that our righteousness alone cannot remove the stain of sin. We have all fallen short of God's glory. Romans 3, verse 23 to 24. And our own righteousness is like filthy rags before Him. Isaiah 64, verse 6. Despite our best intention, our corrupt fears and desires often lead us astray and cause our actions to fall short of true righteousness. In the upcoming chapters, we will delve into the exploration of our fears and desires and how they influence our actions, leading to the production of bad fruits and a shortfall in righteousness. But before we do that, it is crucial to understand what corrupts Our desires and fears, as well as what keeps them pure. These are the seven. These are the seven cardinal spirits of the devil, and the sevenfold gifts of the Holy Spirit, respectively. Over the next seven weeks, we would examine each cardinal spirit of the devil, their fruits, and how they may manifest in your life and marriage. Reflection question. Reflect on a challenging time or hardship you and your spouse have faced together. How do you see God's pruning process at work during that time? How did it ultimately contribute to the growth and fullness of your relationship? Action step for the week. Take time this week to have an open and honest conversation with your spouse about areas in your relationship that may need pruning and growth. Discuss how you can support each other in the process of becoming spiritually healthier and bearing more fruits of love, joy, and peace.
1: Thank you, Delis, for that very eloquent read of chapter five of the fighting the good fight, which introduces us to the pruning process, the necessity for, for, for nurturing and maintaining a, a, a tree if it's gonna bear good fruits
0: yeah so jacob chapter five is the beginning of the second section of the book absolutely And the second section of the book is focused on you understanding what our barriers are but before We even go into understanding what our barriers are. Let me try to recap again just a little so that people remember where we are coming from and why we want to understand what our barriers are. So just a very quick recap. Remember, we started off this book in the introduction by talking about how it is very important for you and your wife to have a vision and for you as the husband to set that vision, keeping in mind the mission for you and your wife and your children, which is to get closer to God and keeping in mind your purpose, which are the things you do in this world to enable you to be able to accomplish your mission. In order to set a more perfect vision, a man has to come from a point of being submissive to the wife through acts of love to her. And then chapter 2 helps us understand that your submission to love is within the context of your authority as a man the authority that God has given to you to be able to lead your family. And so we talked a lot in chapter two about how when you understand your submission to love, you get to understand that you're called to exert that authority through service, to become a servant leader, where in the things you do then is through those things that you use to exert your authority in your marriage. The third chapter, we focus now on talking to the women on how, Submission with respect is what they're called to do in their own side of their marriage. And so the man is called to submit to you through acts of love. You are called to submit to the man through acts of respect. Submitting to your husband through acts of respect requires that you be able to ponder over things that come up in your marriage. Don't just be quick to talk. Be slow to talk and quick to listen. Listen, ponder. And then when you ponder before you talk, pray. Employ some of the pieces of the armor of God, which is fasting and prayer, so that it be able to shape your mind and give you a good dispensation to respond to what you've heard, right? Especially when it comes to charting a vision for your family with your husband. And the only way this works is if you show respect through reverence. That brings us to chapter four. And chapter four helps us to realize that chapter one, two, and three are only possible if you are disposed to receiving the Holy Spirit, because it is the Holy Spirit that can help you to do these things. The Holy Spirit is the cord that binds both of you together, that helps you to communicate rightly. Chapter four really goes into elaborating on how you can gain the Holy Spirit by asking in prayer, by seeking and knowing how he functions, by reading the word of God in the Bible and by knocking constantly whenever you have a need, just a simple prayer, Holy Spirit come into my heart and show me the way to go. So that helps you to be able to use the Holy Spirit within you. And it's very important that when you, when you start acting the Holy Spirit, you remember how you know whether you have the Holy Spirit or not. It's through these fruits, right? The fruits of the Holy Spirit, you start growing them in your life. When you've requested the Holy Spirit to come in, you grow the fruits. And the Holy Spirit also gives us gifts for the service of our family, for the service of humanity, for the service of your wife, that brings us for the recap for chapter one to
1: two, the, three, to, the to the pruning process right yeah if you're gonna have all those uh, fruits of the spirit then like every fruit tree you have to think nurturing and maintaining yes. you don't just grow like wild fruits
0: yes i think that it's important to understand why you have barriers in the first place right why do we struggle
1: because we're product of the first man and we are being followed down this path by that original sin so yeah. we are fallen and even though we are redeemed, because we still have our volition, the devil is always lurking in the corner.
0: And because of that, our fallen state, we're very prone for our good fruit to get infected. Right. right. Yes. And so, with all that, the Bible tells us that God is a great gardener that is there to burn us, that is there to take those bad fruits away and allow us to, to grow good fruits and become healthier spiritually. In all of this, we need to keep in mind that God prunes through hardship, and that's what the chapter goes into.
1: So we we tend to complain a lot about our sufferings, and we never ever uh, see the good that comes out of it when eventually we learn the lessons from it. Mm -hmm. We ignore the fact that we had to go through that process. It's like iron has to go through the furnace, right, to to get the the, the best of its shine. And, And so suffering becomes part of the human experience But though some people think that they can totally avoid suffering.
0: Yeah. And so we're meant to learn the lessons from those hardships, from those sufferings. And that's why we have the pruning process. That's why you have a God that is called the great gardener because he's there to prune. So our scripture passage captures this great gardener concept. Where where,
1: where Jesus declares himself the real vine and his father the gardener. So he says, I am the vine, and my father is the gardener. He breaks off every branch in me that does not bear fruit. And he prunes every branch that bears that does bear fruit so that it will be clean and bear more fruit. So take note that the gardener is doing two things here. Mm-hmm. He is breaking apart and removing the branch that does not bear fruit. Yeah. The bad branch, the bad friendship, the bad relationships. But even the branch that's gonna bear fruit he
0: still prunes it so that it bears more fruit more fruit and i think we're going to focus on this pruning part where he, right. that that way it bears more yeah. fruit. so that even if you
1: assume that you're coming from a premise where you're you're already good there's still that need for pruning mm. and there's still those experiences in life that are going to be considered hardships or suffering yeah even for the good man
0: and so one of the things goes back to chapter four that is needed to help us be in this state of allowing God to prune us is the Holy Spirit. That right? that cord, that binds. It helps us to grow the good fruits in the first place. And as we bear those fruits, some of them become infected. They get infected because we have fears, because we have desires, right? I might be growing the fruit of love, but my desire to be loved may make me start using that uh, fruit of love inwardly, where I'm now seeking for that love. To... So when God sees me in that state now, he needs to prone me out. And so it's the Holy Spirit in me that allows God to prune away those undesirable fruits, right? And it helps to allow us to grow spiritually because those undesirable fruits hinder our spiritual growth so it's very important as you talk to your spouse again just reflect back to chapter four how are you using the holy spirit within your marriage have you opened up to that holy spirit to come in you have a little conversation again about last week's right how are the ways that you're letting the holy spirit come what was committed to last week about the holy spirit and how can you Continue to foster that this week because truly you need the Holy Spirit to grow the good foods, and it's through the Holy Spirit's presence in you that God can turn to work wonders and prune you of the bad, infected foods that you have. So, I guess
1: if you have followed us to this point, then then you're almost beginning to have your answer as to why we have only one prayer that is the opening prayer for all our sessions. Yes. Where we always open up by inviting the Spirit. We want you to be able to knock, to, to make it. A part of your life to recognize that you have to call on the spirit in every situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because he's the great helper, right? He's the advocate. Yes, he's an advocate, he's a great helper. So, what are some of these undesirable fruits, right? And what what causes them? It's important to remember, like the book talks about that our undesirable fruits are caused by our vices. They call the seven cardinals, the seven cardinal sins, right? These are pride, greed, lust. Jealousy, gluttony, anger, and sloth. This, spirit- and so you can
1: actually refer to this to these seven cardinal sins as spirits, because we are, we are body, mind, and spirit, and so we're vessels of the Holy Spirit. And as the Bible says, a body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So yeah. if you if you drive out the Holy Spirit, or you don't invite the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in you, guess what is going to fill that 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 void? Yeah, it's these seven vices that it's yeah. your your ultimate destruction. Yeah. So these spirits will influence our thoughts, they'll influence our actions, and they'll tend to drive our desires.
0: Now you can start understanding why God needs to prune. And it's important to realize that the pruning process is not an easy one. Just think about a gardener pruning. Every gardener that prunes has the sharpest scissors that you've ever seen. And they're yeah. just going through and cutting through. Just imagine the pain. That goes through, and if you even look at the plant, right, you see the sap that is coming out of that plant yeah. from that urge that has been from, from Cutting her, action, right? So this process is a painful process, and the cutting of of the dead branches or the leaves or the fruits is going to be painful. It's meant to be painful, and God's own scissors that you all need to remember are the hardship,
1: hardship and the challenges. Yes, yeah. And so I, I repeat again therefore even for a good person you have to be able to acknowledge the fact that suffering is part of human experience because yeah. typically that period of you're suffering is a period going through your process is when god has your back the most
0: yeah so while you're spending some time together with your spouse talk about some of the ways right that
1: you've gone through hardship gone in your marriage this
0: hardship and what what it was like what were some of the things reflect and see what what are some of the things that at the end of this hardship we no longer carry it with us those are the things that god was pruning through right some hardship examples are losing a job right losing income um a death of a loved one experiencing personal Personal loss, loss right or facing illness Those are all hardships that you go through and God uses those moments to prune and take away the bad fruits from your life. And I think it's important to note some very key things here because i don't want you guys walking away saying oh we have a god that says he's merciful but yet <laughs> through all this
1: pain intentionally so so god will not be pruning what he put in there god did not do not infect the fruits just so he can come and cut for you to feel pain mm-hmm. or, or or so he can prone for you to, to feel pain uh, so so god god has given us a will we usually pray that our will aligns with god's will but this is what is also called god's permissive will which means that things that are happening bad to us that God in all his might and power could have decided to just stop it from happening. But he has a permissive will to let the devil play his game because God has the final say. Yeah. And so and that's why in Romans, in, in St. Paul's letter to Romans chapter 8, verse 28, he tells us God make all things work for the good of those who know and love him. You always come out on the other side stronger if your fulcrum is God.
0: So it's very important to remember that God does not cause all this hardship. Exactly. He allows them to happen. And that's what that chapter in Romans is talking about. That he'll make it work for your good, but he's going to let you go through it. Because you have to go through it for him to be able to use it to work for your good. And he goes further down in John. So
1: in John John 10 verse 10 in John's gospel, our Lord says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So this is a promise that he's making to you. And yeah. so you know he's going to have your back even yeah. through that suffering. And, and just a lot even goes to mention in other chapters about the fact that by him healing the leper, healing the sick, raising the dead, despite the mourning that the family might have gone through, through that, God will be glorified.
0: Now the question is, where do our hardship come from? You have just one enemy, guys. Exactly. Hence the, the book. Fighting the good fight. I hope by the end of this, you'll be able to remember who your enemy is. The hardship is caused by the devil.
1: Yeah, so, so, your, so your enemy in your marriage is not your husband. It's not your wife. So you, yeah. the two of you better be a team and focus on the object and and, and what the issue is. Yeah. And because when you go personal, you have turned your wife or your husband into the enemy. And you're fighting the wrong person. And so you're not fighting the good fight.
0: 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 tells us that be alert and of sober mind your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to destroy right looking for someone to devour absolutely so it's very important to realize that it's not your wife or it's not your husband or it's not your children or it's not your mother it's not your mother-in-law it's not your father-in-law it's not your sister-in-law it comes down to the devil yeah,
1: and I think I think St. Paul's letter to Ephesians chapter 6, 13 to 15 actually expands on this. It does an intro and provides a cure. And the intro, it says that the fight is not of the physical. You are yeah. b- battering spiritualities, yes. principalities, okay. but then gives you now the armor to use that yeah. as protection. While if you circle back to John's gospel, chapter 10, verse 10a, so the, so the, so the first verse, and because we quoted 10b before, it says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy.
0: Yeah. As you keep that in mind, what is the purpose for this pruning, right? If God is going to let you go through it, why? Why is God letting you go through it? It's because the purpose for pruning, just like the gardener in the garden is pruning. That pruning process is to improve the health of the plant, prevent disease, and encourage the growth of more beautiful flowers and fruits, right?
1: Yeah. So so God has done pruning pruning. To us as we become spiritually healthier and less prone to returning to our old ways of sin. So the pruning process then helps us to bear the fruits of love, of joy, of peace, of patience, of kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So these fruits are very crucial, crucial, obviously, for driving marriage. But, but more importantly, back in without these fruits, it's very difficult for you to manifest the gifts of the spirit. So if you imagine you're blessed with a gift of wisdom. But you're struggling with pride mm-hmm. that those that those two are in conflict. You, yeah. You, you you're not able to 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 have the impact that the wisdom that is that is endowed on you is supposed to have.
0: Yeah. And it's very important that you realize these fruits are crucial for a thriving marriage or any relationship. I think we should point that out. Absolutely. It's crucial for a thriving marriage. So as you're working with your spouse this week, try to talk about some of this. What are the, the ones that you've seen in your spouse?
1: Yeah, what are the spirits? What are the spirits? The, the, the not good spirits that no, you're struggling with. No, no, with? let's not even I mean, go to the not good spirits. Let's just focus, <laughs> let's on, just focus on, this, on the on good. fruits of the spirit. Okay.
0: Because I don't want you to tell your spouse, you know what? You you have this. I know you're struggling of... <laughs> with pride. I yes. know you're struggling with greed. Yeah, no, Thank don't you. do that. Okay. Just focus on the good right now. Okay. What are some of the good fruits that you can see in your spouse right. wow, that is there? This. And what are some of those foods that you feel have been affected a little, right? Like right. like for me, I think there was a wire that Jacob could say, you're not good with patients. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you right. could tell that that was a food that I, I, yeah, was infected for me. I've had to work on it, right? So talk about that with your spouse and realize that this is a transformative right and it can only occur if you allow God to work within you and open your eyes to your eyes of faith to start seeing how God has been shaping your life God has been shaping your marriage God has been shaping your husband your wife in through this hardship in the midst of all these trials that you've had as a couple as a family God has been using it to work good out of it for your family, so you want to keep that in mind as you are working through this. But it's also very important that we deal with some common misconceptions, Jacob, that come up with this pruning concept, where people say, "What is there to prune in me? I believe in God. I strive to do the right thing. Why would God want to put me through all this hardship? What is there to prune in me?" And it's it's good to also remember that. Righteousness alone cannot remove the stain of sin, yeah, because, that fallen uh, man.
1: Yeah, because uh, St. Paul clearly tells, uh, it says, says this in the letter to the Romans, that we have all fallen short of God's glory, mm-hmm. which means if you say you're not a sinner, then you lie,
0: yeah. not
1: just to yourself, but you're also lying to God. And, and then if you go back to the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah 64, 6, it tells us our own righteousness is like a filthy rags before him, before yeah. our God.
0: And I'd like to say this to, to, to couples, Jacob, because a lot of the time we expect to marry a perfect person. Absolutely. Remember that you both are not perfect because the Bible already says that your righteousness, the, the right actions that you have to even when you have to do things that you think this is right, God still sees them as less than good, as less than right. righteous. So. Remember that both of you are coming from a state of broken self, so you have to cut each other's slack, show each other some grace, and allow God to work through it. A lot of the times, because of the failure of us to understand this concept, you would find where a spouse would stand in front of God, or a mother, or a sister. We stand in front of God and yank you out of that process that God is taking you through. Right? You're in this hardship, and God has a plan and is working you through. And your sister just uh, you have, you it have it a family
1: member that, that that helps to break your marriage apart because uh, uh, even even though we know we are fallen, we tend to compare ourselves. And when we think, "Oh, even if I'm bad, I'm better than my husband. Oh, if I'm even if I'm bad, I'm better than my wife." Or, or your family convinces you that 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 your family is better than the other family mm-hmm. and so you don't go through your own pruning process w- w- with the ultimate goal of making your marriage mm-hmm. work uh, and, and, and you cut the process short. It's even worse.
0: You can even take that to the worst extreme end where they leave you in there, but they don't allow you to go through that with your husband. Right? right? You and your husband are struggling on where to go stay. Right? And both of you could have afforded to go stay at that one bedroom apartment. A a starting point for your uh, life. A starting point for your life. But here you are, a parent feeling like, oh, my daughter is too good for that one-bedroom apartment. You step in, you go rent a house and put, put your daughter in, right? You're breaking their marriage. You make the man feel small. Yes, yeah. and, and all of that. So it's very important that we remember this as family members that are listening to, out there. to support Regardless
1: that. of our good intentions. Yes, right? regardless
0: yeah. of your good intentions. Think about it. You might just be stepping in front of God's pruning process and cutting it short without the beneficiaries getting the fruits, that the, the good fruits that they were supposed to get out of it. So why is righteousness
1: not good enough, as we mentioned before? Uh, and obviously, it's because we are corrupted by our fears and desires. So as human beings, we struggle with uh, the, uh, our fears that are supposed to protect us for our survival. And our desires are supposed to give us a reason to leave, things to expire for get corrupted and, and 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 drive our actions in the wrong way. And
0: so often we we go astray. And because we have those fears and desires that come up, and saying they infect our our love, they infect our, the, the, our joy, they infect our peace, our ability to be patient, these these things all infect us. And so it's very important that as you work with your spouse today, be honest with each other. What are some of the ways that you have stepped in to cut God's sh- process short when you were not called to, right? Or what are some of the ways that maybe you see your family? I'm not saying talk about your spouse's family. Do an introspection about your family. What look are some in, of look the ways words. that not our your team. family right. has stepped in or your pride? has stepped in or or people you know, your friends have stepped in to ruin your marriage in their good intentions, right? Talk about that and be mindful of those. And you guys can talk about it and come up with ways of saying, no, thank you the next time this happens. And so as we continue to work on the devotional, the next seven weeks, we're going to go through it and examine each cardinal spirit right, of the devil and its fruits and how they manifest within our marriage, we think it's very important for you to understand the results of those infections, the results of those bad, right? Yeah, and, and you, were very,
1: you were very intentional because you could easily have just lumped those seven into one chapter, but you were very intentional to take them one chapter at a time to really give yeah. a, a couple enough time to spend. In a week, and really ponder on the impact of that particular fruit be it greed, pride,
0: avarice the impact on their marriage yes, individually. Yes, yes. And not every one of you all will have the same, but yeah. like the Bible says, we are all unrighteous before God. So there is something. So we invite you as we go through the seven weeks, the next seven weeks to take the time and just think about it from your perspective, not from your spouse's perspective. Think about it from your perspective. Do an inner dive for yourself and figure out what within me am i struggling with when it comes to these cardinal sins these cardinal vices that are from the devil and are there to infect the fruits of love joy peace self control patience kindness goodness gentleness in you so that's what we're going to be focusing on in the next 7 weeks yeah so starting next week yeah but for this week we've just concluded the process of pruning and Next week, we're going to start with Pruning the Fruits of Pride. So we, we we invite you all to join us next Tuesday on the podcast for Pruning the foot of Pride. But don't forget to join us this Thursday. This Thursday,
1: we're going to have the live chat that we're going to go through the, 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 the concept of pruning a little bit more more in-depth yeah. and, and, and also take your questions. Yeah. So please remember to submit your questions before or also submit them live when you join us on Thursday.
0: We're inviting you, couples. If if you've gone through this lesson for this week and would like to come on and spend some time with us talking on Thursday, please send I or Jacob a message, and we will be. We'll more... be happy to have you, yeah. you
1: and your spouse, on to join us. Okay. So, so at this point, we will close out with a closing prayer. Uh, let us pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the insights and wisdom. Gained from reflecting on the process of pruning in our lives and our relationships. As a couple, we invite you to be the gardener of our hearts and marriage. Help us recognize areas that need pruning and grant us the strength to let go of unhealthy habits, fears, and desires. Fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we may bear more fruits of love, joy, peace, and patience. Guide us in supporting and encouraging one another on this journey of growth and transformation. May our marriage reflect your divine love and bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right,
0: guys. In the right, name, guys,
1: so. name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
0: All right, guys. So we look forward to meeting you on Thursday. Submit questions if you would like. And please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Talk to you later. Bye. Let's talk about love. You and me all night and let's talk about love